Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Word Podcast today. Tell you what, we're going to resume where we were yesterday, the last episode together, whenever it was you listened to it, right? Uh, it's in John chapter 8. And we looked at uh, verses 30 through 32 yesterday, and I want to start there again because this is so, so, so important for us to understand what's going on at the time and then understand who we are and actually understand what's going on within the body of Christ, okay? So in John chapter 8, verse 30, it says this, And he spoke these things, and that's Jesus. So Jesus spoke these things. And as he spoke these things, many came to believe in him. So as Jesus is uh, continuing the discussion, the dialogue with the various people, the woman that was thrown before him, the one that had been caught in adultery, when he's talking to the crowd, just as the masses, when he's talking to the religious leaders especially, because that's the, the intensity is really growing right here and their hatred of him, they're desiring to kill him at this time. But people are listening and people are believing. So verse 31 says this, So Jesus was saying to those Jews, who had believed him. That's really important because in this chapter you see Jesus speaking with different groups, and it's not always cut and dry when he uh, directs his attention somewhere else. You know, if we were watching this visually, we would have greater understanding about it because, you know, he would turn his head and start talking to another group or something. But when you see what's said to the various groups, it's pretty easy to discern it. So here Jesus is speaking to the Jews who believed, it says it point blank, right? And we looked at this in the last episode. It said, if you continue in my word, in other words, if you abide in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, folks, this is very, very, very serious, okay? Because <laughs> he's telling them, you say you believe. <coughs> Excuse me. Still some green stuff in the air, right? They believed him. And he says, if you continue to abide in my word, if you continue to live in what you have heard from me, if you will abide in that, then that will be evidence that you truly are my disciples. In other words, you will have a belief unto salvation. It will not be a belief like you see in James where it says even the demons believe and they shudder. Okay, the demons know. Okay, they know. But they do not believe unto salvation. And so the Lord shows us a couple of things right here, that if you abide with him, then you are truly his disciples. If you continue that abiding, and that's what Paul, I mention this all the time, but I think it's so serious. That's what Paul was talking about. His greatest fear was that he would not press on to the end. He wanted to be faithful to the end. That's how we know we're truly saved is that we abide in his word to the end until we see him face to face. But then verse 32 says this, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Well, free from what? What is the truth? Well, the truth is the word of the Lord. The truth is the kingdom of God. The truth is the abundant life that the Lord grants to those who have believed in him. And he says, you're going to know this. You're going to know this truth, and this truth will set you free. Now, the reason I wanted to spend a little more time on this is because there are so many people 
so many people who profess to be believers, and I don't want to draw their salvation into question, though I, I think sometimes we must. I also don't want to sit there and say, well, somebody says they're saved, and I see them in church all the time, so they must be okay, and then them spend all eternity in the lake of fire. You know what I mean? We don't want to do that either. So, But there's so many people who profess to be believers, and they're not walking in the truth, and they haven't been set free by the truth. I mean, I, I encounter folks all the time that live in tremendous fear and, and um, anxiety. I mean, fear of the most mundane things. And and I'm not just talking about uh, something you might have had. In, let me see if I can think of an example. Oh, in our area, sometimes people will be fearful of a bad weather. Well, it's probably because we've had pretty good reason for it, okay? We live in an area where we get a, a F2 and we got an F4 tornado here. Literally, the building I'm just sitting in right now got hit by one seven years ago. And we just had a hailstorm here about six weeks ago that by the time it's said and done, it's going to cost more money than the tornadoes did. I mean, it's going to be more than $100 million worth of damage from these hailstones. You wouldn't believe it. So there's sort of an understanding that somebody might be aware and fearful of something like that. But even then, a true believer will lay that fear before the Lord and say, Lord, take this from me, take it from me, and they'll walk it out, right? What I'm talking about here is people where their pattern and practice of behavior is that of fear, where their pattern and practice of behavior is that of deceit, okay, of evil, or whatever it may be. Though they claim to be, uh, believers in the Lord, but they don't know the truth, and the truth hasn't set them free. And it's really sad. I mean, it's very sad. I, there's situations where you sit there and see that people are literally just faking their entire life. You know, they're faking the whole thing. And so Jesus is saying to those who believe, if you abide in me, then you truly are my disciples. That's the only way that we can be his disciples is by abiding in him. Now, let me move on to the next couple of verses, and then we'll continue this later because something happens. Remember, verse 32, he says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So he's saying this to the Jews who believe. Now, verse 33, they answered him. Well, you would think just by reading that, that the they would be those that he had just spoke with, right? And that's the natural conclusion until you read what is said here, and then you realize, wait a minute, verse 33, they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? And so you see that these days that he's talking to are immediately defensive. Also, they immediately lie. <laughs> I mean, they say we're Abraham's descendants. They've never been enslaved to anyone. <laughs> It depends what you're talking about. You can ask the Babylonians about that. You can ask the Assyrians about that. You can ask the Romans about that. Okay, They were living under a very oppressive Roman government, though it's not near as oppressive as the governments that most of us live under. And you know, People think that's sort of a weird statement, but it's really not. And, and they were saying, well, how is it that you say you will become free? You know, that response, that statement, and that turning of the question that Jesus asked because they said, how is it that you say you will become free? That turning it in that way does not reflect the heart of somebody who has believed. You know, if you have a serious inquiry, if you really don't understand, you want to know, you're going to ask the question, but you're going to ask it with a different heart. <clears throat> These folks were mad in verse 33. These they, <laughs> they were defensive. They were actually telling mistruths. We've never been enslaved. So how is it you can say that you need to become free? 
What I think happened here is that Jesus in verse 31 and 32 was talking to the Jews who believed. Then he picks up and continues the conversation that he's been having with the Jewish leadership. The Jewish leadership would have heard him say this. They would have seen Jesus look to a group of people who truly believed him and says, you know what? If you continue in my word, you're truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So there's quite a serious juxtaposition here between the Jews who had truly believed and the Jewish leadership that was just sitting here and going toe to toe with him and asking, how is it that you speak of your father? Where is your father? Where are you going? Remember Jesus said he's going somewhere to where they could not go, and they were wondering if he was going to kill himself. That is an entirely different heart and mind than those who believe. And I think that's what's going on here in verse 33, is that Jesus looks back, and he's talking to the religionist. And the religionists are saying, well, we've never been enslaved in our life. How dare you say that we must become free? Let me tell you what, folks. The attitude is the same today, and nothing's changed. That is the attitude of the religionist. The religionist will sit there and say, I've never been enslaved. Everything's fine. I believe. How dare you say that I need to be set free? It's the same thing. And so what do we do? We speak forth the truth and we pray for folks like that. You'll find that your heart's actually broken. Uh, it's a broken heart of the Lord uh, for the religionist. Well, again, I'm Dale. And I thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again next time.